All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Nefesh podcast. It's good to have you with us. This is episode 40, and I am so excited to have a guest back on that is pretty much going to keep me laughing the whole time. Uh, I wish I could pay you, Adriana, just to be like my court jester, just to like come in and make me laugh. You could totally, I mean, you'd be willing. I do it for free right now. (laughs) That's true. Uh, But she is back, Adriana. um, What's your real like last name? What do you go by now? Okay, so I tell people Rubio, but if it's legal, if there's legal matters involved, (laughs) then I go by Amato because I can't prove Rubio. Sorry, I haven't changed my name yet. Whatever. So Adriana is back with us. And for those of you who didn't get to listen to her episode talking about just her her experience growing up in a very strict Pentecostal holiness um, church experience, we had a really good time. I was just, we were just talking today that I think you need to write a book and the title of your book should be, I just want to wear pants. <laughs> I really, that really was the goal. I just wanted to wear pants. You didn't want to go out and do anything sinful. You just wanted to be able to wear pants, but, um, you need to go back and listen to that episode, but we've got her back because even at the, is it okay if I say your age? Yeah. At the very young age, but also old because you're a wise soul. <laughs> Thanks. The young age of 30, like you've lived a whole life. You've yep. been married. You've been divorced. You've moved across the country. You're in school now, but you already have like a degree. You've already had like a whole life and really, uh, you know, came here to California to because you felt like the Lord was calling you to be here and and really help fix a lot of things and people and, and schools and all that, um, and and bring with you so many amazing talents. But one of the things that I want to talk about is your divorce experience, and you are. It, I think people gravitate towards you because you really are an open book, and mm-hmm. you just you just want to share and just kind of communicate. Um, Divorce is is like a taboo topic yeah. in the church, right? Yeah. Going through it, there was pretty much zero resources out there Wow. for my perspective of the divorce. There's obviously multiple reasons of why people get divorced, and so there was... There was resources out there for certain scenarios, but not for mine. Right. And so I'm like, well... Maybe I'll have to write another book. <laughs> what about I jeans? Want, I just want to get a divorce. <laughs> just want to get a divorce. No, but I, I really, I really did like have a hard time with certain things because, especially in the church, it was not okay. Right? Well, and and because in your experience there weren't any extramarital affairs, it wasn't. So those are the things that we is our fallback, right, right. in the church, and and based on on the Bible, that it's only okay to divorce if somebody has had an affair. Um, But similar to, and I want to preface this by saying that I do think that marriage is, is an important institution and needs to be safeguarded and all that kind of stuff. All the, all the stuff that I want to make sure to clarify. Yeah. But I think similar to other aspects of the Bible and Christianity, we have turned Jesus, even Jesus's words that seem to be clear, we have turned them into straitjackets right. that are destructive mm-hmm. to people. Now, I am going to quote something uh, that people may disagree with, but I, I really felt it to be, it, it really caused me to pause and think. Amy Grant, who I grew up listening to, like she is still, <laughs> she is still my all-time favorite singer like I just I grew up listening to her right so I'm not your (laughs) all-time you're a second 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 you know close close second um but she went through a very famous divorce and it was really big and people stopped playing her music and in fact it you know it got contentious I remember somebody in one church experience we were playing one of her songs and they were like turn off that adulterer's music and it was like wow oh but she said something in, in a book that she wrote, um, kind of her, like a biography. She said, you know, when she was in counseling during the process of her divorce or prior to it, that the counselor told her that God made marriage for people, not people for marriage. Mm. And I recognize that there are going to be theologians who are going to disagree with, but right. Right, that, and that's your choice. But I think that 
while, again, marriage is so very important and as much as possible, two people coming together should stay together for the rest of their lives. Again, we have put, we've made something legalistic that in reality, in a broken world, really becomes confining and even harmful at times. So I heard somebody years ago, I know I'm doing all the talking, but then I'll let you go and, and you'll do, you'll take I it over. I have plenty <laughs> to say. Don't worry about me. <laughs> but I remember um, someone once said, and they were going, you know, their marriage was very, very destructive. Um, again, no affairs, but uh, the guy turned out to be not not just verbally and emotionally abusive, but eventually physically, physically abusive. And we kind of found that out later. But um, even before we knew what was going on, he made the comment that, you know, that, that even abuse, that God's word doesn't say anything about abuse. And so therefore, it's not okay to divorce somebody who is abusive. Which is crazy. Which is, uh, I hope most of you can agree that that's a crazy thought. And so, again, we've just, we've, this is such an important topic and again, I, I love the fact that you're so willing to, to talk about it. So jump in, give us a little bit of context. Uh, so for those who didn't listen to your last uh, episode together, yeah. what was your home uh, church life theo theology that kind of led you into this marriage that was really not good from the start? So take us back a little bit to the beginning and then jump to the good stuff. It was a Sunday night, 10.01 <laughs> p.m., May the 17th. No, I'm just kidding. That's when I was born, by the way. Um, <laughs> her birthday's coming up, so it if is, you want to send her gifts, you can look her up on uh, Facebook, Venmo, all that kind of stuff. I do take cash up, Venmo, <laughs> Starbucks gift cards, Target gift cards, all the good gift cards. Okay, anyways. So, um, yeah, grew up in a very strict church. Strict as in... Uh, for the 21st century, there was a lot of things that were felt very old school, like the your attire, what you wore was very important. You know, you have to girls more specifically for women, but like dress modestly, um, and it was just very it was very controlling, in hopes that you wouldn't sin, right. right? So I get that their reasoning of why they did it, but it was just like this. Uh, uneducated mindset mm. of if we can keep you as innocent as possible, as right. long as possible, then you're going to be closer to the Lord. Mm. It'll be you're gonna a better You're going to avoid life. all the pitfalls, yeah. the sin. Don't, right. don't, don't go do all these bad things. It'll taint you. It'll, it, it'll ruin your lives and whatever. Right. And so, cool concept. <laughs> <laughs> However, <laughs> part of... The consequence of that is, yes, there's a level of innocence, but then mm. there's also a level of, like, I was super naive to a lot of things. Right. I really just didn't know. And so, like, ignorance can be bliss. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but when it comes to, like, lifelong decisions yeah. and what you're building your future on, right. you don't really know what there is out there. You don't know what to even look for. Right. I, I personally didn't really fully understand what was marriage supposed to be. What was wow. the point of marriage? Wow. More so because I'm also Hispanic and they don't say it this way, but there's just this understanding of like, you you're not leaving your house until you're married. Right. You live with your mom and dad. As a woman, live with your mom and dad. And when you get married, you move out and whatever. Wow. And so my parents never told me I couldn't move sure. out. But it just never. It was like it implied. Never crossed my mind. Wow. And so after the fact, I'm like, I could have had some of my friends. We could have been roommates. Yeah. Got an apartment together. Like it just didn't. And lived essentially beyond the, the security of your parents' house, which would have given you life experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I also, I didn't go away to college. I stayed at the community college that we had. And so I never left home. Right. Whereas like my brother, I have an older brother and older sister, and they both got to experience a little bit more. And, but my personality was always the most outgoing or outspoken. Right. I was the loudest pretty right. much. And so I think that you would assume that I knew a lot because mm. I said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I shared a Is lot. Is there ever a thought that you haven't expressed? <laughs> okay, now at 30, yes. So you're welcome. But also, <laughs> it's just, you know, 
You got to just let people, I don't know. I just tell people how it is. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's good and bad. It has its moments. So I, I, growing up, I, I just observed the world around me and I saw things. And the sad truth is most marriages that I saw weren't too happy, mm. in love, mushy-gushy, you know, whatever. Like, so that's, that's fairy tale stuff. You see that on movies, but you don't see that. With my aunts, my uncles, my people it, around me, didn't did it have feel that. so? Was there, was it more of a this is real life marriage, or was it like, hey, this isn't even a happy marriage? Um, and then obviously the extreme of what you see on TV. No, it was more of this is reality. Okay, so it wasn't a bad marriage. It just it was, was just, like this, this is, is marriage. Life. It's not always. In fact, sometimes you really dislike the right. person, and and if if. It was almost like, well, when you marry them, when you marry a person, divorce isn't an option. So when things get tough, it's like, well, this is who you picked. Right. So figure it out between the two of you. You Obviously, you picked them for a reason. So you stay together and you figure it out, which depending on the circumstance, that's not always possible. Right. And so for me, when uh, I started dating my ex, we both were... I would say not at a healthy place. Mm-hmm. Like, how uh, old were you when you started dating? I was twenty. Okay, so still very young, by your childhood exposure kind of experience. Some right. again, you really are more mature than yeah. than your age, but your maturity comes from your mind and your ability to process things and make sense of things. But it wasn't like you were exposed to a whole life Correct. outside of your home and your church. Right. Yeah. And so by 20, I had just started going to a different church that okay. let me wear pants. <laughs> you got to wear pants. <laughs> I finally <laughs> went and bought those jeans. And so I was in this new experience of, I had just uh, graduated from, with my associate's degree, so after community college. So it was like a whole new world, right? A whole new world. I told you I was going to sing on this episode. (laughs) This this message is not sponsored by Disney. So it was a whole new experience for me. I was out of school, and so it's like, I need a job. Right. Which is a whole different, we could do a whole podcast on that. Like, wait, I'm supposed to work over the summer? (laughs) Excuse me? So I'm, okay, I'm 20, I have a job, I started going to a new church, I started wearing what I wanted, I started expressing myself the way I wanted, I was doing all this stuff, and it's like, man, this is like, a, this is a whole new Adriana, Wow. whole new experience, and so I was still very, I would say, like, angry, mm. especially with the old church, and like, you guys told me that I would go to hell if I did this, <laughs> but now look at me, and God is still talking to me, and I'm still living my life. And so yeah. there was a lot of like bitterness. bitterness. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. And it, it just was like, almost like I'm angry at them, right? Right. When I met my ex, he had his own fair mm. share of bitterness towards... Did he grow up in that same environment? Yes. Okay. And so he understood it. And so mm. hindsight now, I believe that we for sure trauma bonded. Wow. So you're angry at the world? Look up look up that term. Trauma that's, bonding. That's a nice fancy thing. It is, isn't it? Therapy term. Go look it, it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I for sure can say, okay, he was yeah. angry and I was angry. Yeah. And we both looked at each other like, oh, you're angry too? You understand. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I feel understood. I feel wow. seen. And so naturally, we mm. got close. Also, he's hilarious. <laughs> You think funnier than you? Okay, you think I'm funny. I think he's funnier than me. Really? Yeah. No, no. I think well, I don't think that's possible. Okay, well, he made me laugh. Okay. So All right. regardless, okay. he made me laugh. And I mean it was like jokes out of out of nowhere. And it was like, so we totally yeah. connected on that because it was like nobody could tell us anything. Yeah. Us as a team, <laughs> you're getting yeah. roasted <laughs> on every level. <laughs> If he can't come up with it, I'm coming up with it. We were like a great team in that, in that aspect, right? And it just made it fun. And yeah. so then I'm experiencing all these new things. Mm. Then when I started dating him, he's like, he was older. He was about five or six, uh, seven years older than me. Okay. So he has experienced a bunch of things too. And he's like, like, we'll go away for the weekend and we'll wow. do this and I'll take you here and you can go here. And I'm yeah. like, I'm getting to live life. Yeah. So all of this is, you know, roses and flowers and unicorns and rainbows. And it's amazing. <laughs> and it's like, 
this is what I've always wanted to feel like I'm finally living because as a teenager, I felt very like stifled. I couldn't, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. Right. So in that, I think that was part of it. Now, mind you, it's, I loved the man. Yeah. Right. As I think that we could have been the absolute best of friends, Mm. but not having tools. Mm. I didn't know what it was like to be friends with guys. Okay. Because you weren't really allowed to do that. So you didn't have guy friends growing up. I did, but they were like far away. Like they were like friends on MySpace. Okay. Because okay. MySpace was hey, it back exactly. in the day. Again, look it up if you don't know what that is. <laughs> Facebook no, before it Facebook. It no longer, does it still exist? I, I don't know. I got to ask Tom. <laughs> if was, it does, I still have a MySpace page out there. <laughs> with the cool music That's and the cool true. backgrounds. MySpace was it. So... I had, my church was a very small church, but we were connected with other churches okay. from different states and stuff. And so I would make friends at our big events, but I'm not going to see you because right. you live in New Jersey and I live in New York. Right. You know, it's like we're okay. far away. So I was friends online with them so okay. that they weren't complete strangers. Okay. Because I saw them in person. Right. But I was never, so I kind of, I mean, I had like little fake mm. boyfriends here and there and like people that I talked to on the phone or something, but it wasn't the same as like, he was the first guy that lived in the town right next to me. Yeah. I could see you every day. We right. could hang out every weekend. And so it felt like this was the first real hmm. thing. And it's like, this is it. I found it, right? This right. is what people talk about. And so I did have people in my life that were like, well, you don't need to settle. There's a whole world out there, whatever. But I'm also like, first of all, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was your first mistake. I'm not settling. Don't tell me to be happy. No. I'm going to be Because <laughs> no, no, no. I, didn't, I didn't, with my very limited view of the world, right. I was like, I'm probably not going to go travel the world. Yeah. Like, let's be realistic. I live in a very small town mm. in New York. My mom grew up in this town. Like, I'm probably going to live here. And whatever. like, yeah. and not that I didn't have bigger dreams. Sure. I just didn't think to dream because mm. who does that right. when you're not really... You hadn't questioned. Right, right. You like hadn't I, done that. Right. No one's ever prompted me to be like, if you could go anywhere mm. in the world and money wasn't an issue because that's always money. <laughs> Outside of money, where would you go? Like, do you want to see Paris? Do you want to go to Italy? Do you want right. to... And Probably I would be like, no, it's fine. I'll just mm. stay in my small town. And my biggest thing was like, I'll, I'll move to New York City. Like I that to, was the highest dream. I, when I was a teenager, I was like, New York City, I'll go to Brooklyn. Not even the city city. Brooklyn's cool. <laughs> they have cool accents. Like yours. Bro- <laughs> it's, it's not an accent. I don't say it's, coffee. It's more, of the, it's more of the Puerto Rican, uh, almost, almost, I don't know if this is offensive, but almost New Jersey-like. Uh, just a wow. little bit. Wow. Just a little bit. Wow. Jersey? Those are Italians. I know, I know, I know, I know. But anyways, no, I don't care. It's just the East Coast vibe. But Northeast, let me just be clear. The Northeast. <laughs> But realistically, it was just like being able to have all these new experiences and stuff. It was just like I had never dreamed of doing anything bigger than what it was. So I was just happy with the cool stuff that he was showing me. And so then eventually we were, you know, dating. And I was attracted to him. I thought he was like super handsome. Like he was very cute and whatever. But it didn't go super past that because we also weren't allowed to talk about that kind of stuff. Wow. You can't, you know, do the things. You right. can't biblically know somebody <laughs> until you're married. That means sex. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord does not want you to think about those things. And so we just didn't, like, my actual household, we did not talk about those things. Wow. It just was like, why are you talking about that? You're not doing that, so we don't have to talk about it, right? And then in the church, they don't really talk about it, unless they're telling you not to do it, right. which is fine, but it's like, so from 20 to 24, I got married at 24, we were like dating and we kissed, sorry mom, but we would kiss <laughs> and whatever, but it was like, you didn't really think, I personally didn't think further past that because I never really had been exposed to any of that in general in my life, like sexual stuff, it okay. wasn't really a big thing. So when it got to actually being married, um... Planning the wedding was so much fun. Because <laughs> you're planning a party. It was a and whole party. you love to have a party. I do. And I love like hosting and I love people walking into the room and being like, oh, she thought of everything. Because I really tried to think of everything. Yeah. I mean, I had toys on the table for the kids. Oh, that's awesome. So that they weren't touching my cake. And then <laughs> <laughs> it's 
stop touching the cake and go play with your little box of toys. Thank you. And so I tried to think of everything and just like aesthetically pleasing. And it was just like some people are gluten free. So I was like, we have ice cream. We don't have to have cake. I had ice cream bar. Yeah. And so I just tried to also, I love ice cream. So it wasn't really for them, but also you're welcome. But it was like the party itself was super fun. We planned everything out and it was like great. And it was the, I was the first out of all of my cousins to have this big old wedding. So my really? whole family's there. His, it was like a third of his family, but his family's like four times the size as mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 70 cousins. It was crazy. <laughs> and so it was like, but it was just, it was such a good time. Like we had so much fun and it was like, this is great. Wow. And it's what you, for me, it's like what I dreamed yeah. of. As a little girl, you have your yeah. wedding, your families, our families got along. Yeah. They're both Hispanic. They knew each other before, wow. like, moms knew each other from back in the day. And I'm yeah. like, everything seemed great. And then marriage happened. Mm. And it was just like, there was just so many things that we weren't on the same page. Wow. And I can't say there weren't red flags before, because I for sure... Mm. I just didn't see them because when you're in this kind of like yeah. lovey-dovey, like the red yeah. flags are like, well, that's just kind of pink. It's not really red. <laughs> or, and I mean, at that age, that's young. Obviously today people are living longer, right? And so people are waiting to get married longer and right. and we're finding out, I there was this, some study years ago that teenagehood, like the teenagers, that that actually they think that lasts even into our 20s nowadays, mm-hmm. that that whole adolescent experience is longer. So like at 20, 21, 22, 23, would you even, you may not even think that those red flags matter, right? right. That you're thinking, oh, it's not a big deal. It's a red flag. Mm, I don't like that, but it'll be okay because yeah. whatever, you know, we'll figure it out. Or he'll change or she'll change or whatever. I for sure expected change. Really? I was like, it'll be different when we're mm. married because then you'll be with me all the time and then I, I can fix you pretty much. Was that a thought? You yeah. Think? Okay. I, I, I was very into uh, <laughs> home improvement, <laughs> HGTV. Marriage, marriage, marriage improvement. <laughs> I was like, it was almost like it's a project and it, it wasn't like there's you do something. like to fix things. I love fixing things. Hmm. Like if there's a, puzzle I want to solve it I will sit there all night 2 a.m I'm solving a puzzle and so his life to me felt like it was a puzzle that no one had tried hard enough to solve it and it wasn't his fault you didn't choose a lot of things your parents were the way that they were that life had happened to you the way that it did so I felt like let me be the first one to actually give you the time and sit and we can solve this wow not realizing that I was exhausting myself because I don't believe people are meant to solve other people's like puzzles. You, the journey of life is solving your own, right? right? With the help of others, but we are not here to fix other people. And I spent so much time worried about him, not even thinking of my own issues, which I had plenty. (laughs) Oh, we know. Plenty. Remember that church I grew up in? No. I'm like super scarred, wounded, have yeah. all my issues, and I'm like, but I can help him. And it's like, wow. but what about you? Like, So instead of taking those years of my 20s to prepare myself to be a wife that's right. ready right. and suitable for whatever type of man that I'm going to be with, I spent my years trying to clean up, wow. help him clean up certain things in his life and completely neglecting myself. Wow. And so I was just the way that I was and it was like, well, that's how I am. So yeah. whatever, yeah. which that doesn't help no. in for him either. No. So he's right. like, well, why are you not getting better? You're, you're pointing out all these right. issues with me. And what about all your issues? So and I'm in like, a way, almost distracting yourself from dealing with your own issues by right. focusing on this guy as a project. Right. You're yeah. the bigger project. Yeah. We don't got to worry about me. I'm okay. <laughs> We're going to worry about you. But whenever we would get into arguments and stuff, it was like, but what about you? But what about you? And we're just looking at each other instead of both looking at ourselves like, right. hey, we probably should have figured this out. <laughs> or, and I know you'll get to this, or at least be willing to figure ourselves out. Right. 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 Now, that, now that we're married, okay, now we actually have to tend to ourselves and deal with our issues, right? Right. And so it's easier to think about that now being older yeah. and the different uh, church circles Hmm. that we're in, I will say 10 years ago, 
if it was like, you know what, I'm having a hard time, I think I want to go to therapy, that would not be yes. the most... Right. Uh, you wouldn't get an applause. No. <laughs> and you still, depending upon what church environment you're in, right. you still will not get, hey, right. yeah, that's a great idea. It's, it's getting easier, and I think the younger generations get it. Yeah. But still, um, older, I think, sorry if you're old, I don't mean to speak for you but I think the older we are the more the less willing we are to look at that as a as as a need as an actual need like I need to go if I broke my leg I need to go to the doctor to get it fixed right I've got a broken you know soul or a broken emotion right traumatic experience I need to go to a therapist to help me fix it right and what's crazy because I just always think of analogies the idea of like if you break your arm and you don't put a cast on it, that's right, and it completely heals. It's gonna heal wrong, incorrect. That's right. And it's like, how do you fix it? You'd have, you to, have to break, break it, it again. again. I use that analogy. Did you? You you can't see it, oh. but we just gave each other a fist pound. <laughs> no, that's the sound effect of a. That was really, that was really sad sound effect. Take that out in the post. <laughs> no way. I just see. It's staying in. I know. <laughs> okay, put it again. Um, <laughs> but, but it's true. But yeah, so it's like not realizing that it's going to actually cost more work That's if you right. don't do the work in the moment That's right. to then later on in life. Because uh, unless you just want to walk around with a crooked arm. And, and sometimes we do because it's more painful to deal with our issues than it is to, or we think it is, and sometimes it is, than to actually correct it. Right. And it sounds like, I mean, I don't know your ex, but um, it, it sounds like there may have been some denial going on and maybe an unwillingness to. Yeah, there was, what had happened was, the story goes, no. So I, I was 24 when we got married. And at that time, we also started going to a new church. Okay. With, a different church? With. So this is different from the one that you, where you finally got to wear pants. Correct. Okay. So this is a third church. This is like a the third, third church. church yes. You've been to in your life. Yes, the third church. Because you're a lifer at I churches. You tend love to be. churches, and I <laughs> want to make them home. As soon as I move in, I'm like, where should I set up camp? <laughs> I'll, I'll stay the overnight. I'll do the overnight watch. It's fine. Um, so yes, this is the third church, and it was. Um, the first, I would non-Hispanic. Okay. It was like American, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Sure. And the perspective was diff- so different. Mm. There was a lot more uh, educated people. Okay. Just out of, because the Spanish culture, not everybody had, yeah, you know, uh, access to education and all that stuff. Right. And so, and a lot of the people in the churches that we went to, because we were in a small town too, they are just like moving here, trying to just make uh, a better life for their right, family. Right. So they're like first generation. Right. So our families, we were both second. Okay. Well, I'm second generation. Um, technically kind of third, because my mom grew up here. Right. But his family had moved here. And so he was first generation. Oh, wow. And so even with amongst us, it was like we wow. weren't necessarily the most educated. Okay. And then going and being surrounded by all these people yes. at churches that were like, their families right. lived in America for years. They've right. all gone to college. They've right. all done. It was just a higher standard that we were mm. like, wow, you yeah. guys are so smart. <laughs> like, And it just was like, it was yeah. cool to see. And then right. the church itself had, it was the largest church in the area. It was so it just had really good like systems, procedures, yeah. function. It was just like a really well-oiled yeah. machine. Right. And so when we got there, you have pastors who went to Bible college and wow. learned. Not that I can't say your other pastors didn't go to Bible college. Sure. I don't know their credentials. Sure. To be honest. Yeah. But my experience was in the smaller churches, the it, pastors used the pulpit for their own personal <laughs> opinions on things. And theology that they yes. Used you know, read some that's like thousand year old commentary it, yes. that nobody uses anymore. It felt very, very like that was probably what you heard in the eighties when you got saved. But <laughs> now that we're already in 2015, like, can we hear something a little different? And so it was like, it just was like a very, uh, it just felt like mm. new wine. Right. That's, right. that would yeah. be the best way to describe it. Right. It was like, wow, what is this? Yeah. This is so fresh. This is so new, a new perspective, a new whatever. And so we were like, love this church. Amazing. Let's get involved, whatever. With all of that, 
being around those kinds of people, it pushes you to grow and get better and you know, just in all areas, you're around business people, you're around, I mean, you're just like, you're exposed to new ideas, new yeah, thoughts, like, new dreams, new realities, right? So yeah. they're living completely different lives than you've experienced. Right. And yeah. so one of the big things was, I remember my pastor said something about, uh, I said, I, I really enjoy being like a leader. Like I just have a leadership. I just really, I'm bossy, but yeah. I just like, well, but you're also leader. naturally yeah. that was my thing. And just so take charge. Yeah. I do. And so he was like, well, here in our church, leaders are readers. Mm. And I was like, well, I don't really read. So, <laughs> cause I really didn't, I just didn't find read. It wasn't important to me. It didn't. <laughs> it just sounds funny. I don't read. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I can't read. No, I just was like. Well, I don't like to do that. Like, yeah. I did that in school, but I haven't been in school right, in right, whatever right. years. I was Why like, would you read when you're not in school? I just was like, well, you're not, I'm not one of those, because I'm not super brainiac person. Like, it just wasn't me. However, he was like, you got to find something that you actually like, right? So, yeah. like, my sister, I always use this example. My sister loved Harry Potter. <laughs> Even though, yes, we grew up in the Pentecostal home. <laughs> I don't know to, why. Did she have to sneak those books no. in? No. Listen, I think your parents didn't really know what they were about. <laughs> they, it was like, we knew that witchcraft was real, but it was like, yeah, you can watch Charmed and... For real? I watched Wizards of Waverly Place. Isn't I knew all the spells. Funny? It's crazy. But wow. on Halloween, we had to pretend like we weren't home so that we didn't give out candy. <laughs> no candy here. It's crazy. It's a whole big... Yeah. Anyways. Wow. We'll do a, a third episode on, on Pentecostal. <laughs> The confusions that I had as a child. Like, the contradictions. Yes. And so, anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, so my sister read Harry Potter. Yeah. I didn't like Harry Potter. I didn't care about it. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you can read it to me, but I'm just going to fall asleep. <laughs> and so, when I thought of reading, I thought of that. Like, yeah. this, like, fantasy world, yeah, whatever. Yeah, didn't interest you. Not interested at right. all. I got my hands on a self-help book. Mm. Completely changed my life. Wow. The idea of reading a book that challenges you to wow. like be a better version of yeah. you was like, there's more books like this? And they're like, there's millions. Oh my God. And I was like, I think I like to read. Wow. I read the entire book within a week. Wow. I just sat there and read it. And yeah. that may not be, I mean, some people are like, a week. Okay, no, read in three on. days. Come but on. for a person who never read, yeah. like I just don't read. And yeah. it's like, I know how to read. I just right. don't care for it. Right. I want to clarify that you do know how to read. I clearly can read. (laughs) I can write as well, in case you were just questioning the skill level. (laughs) So I learned how to read. No, just kidding. (laughs) I fell in love with reading because it was self-help and all that stuff. And because of that, my growth was Mm. crazy. Wow. Within a couple of years. The next two or three years was like consuming books challenging asking my pastor a bunch of questions and like learning about personalities yeah. and I'm into the whole Enneagram and like yeah. oh my gosh this is why I am and the so way I am growing I grew so much yeah. and then I would go home and be like look at all this information yeah. I've learned and he would be like cool and it kind of stopped there and so he mm. didn't he had his levels of growth but the amount of growth that I had, I would say percentage-wise, versus his percentage was different. And so I was like, there's not enough. I need more time. I need to read more. I need to grow more. I need to... I was so excited to just keep going where he was like, man, I grew this year. Let's take a break. You know, like... And it's not like you shouldn't be proud of your growth. It's cool. But I'm just like... It's almost as if, not to put words in your mouth, but it, it seems like it's almost as if you began to understand who you really were and the potential that you had. Right. And he still had not either found that or wanted to find that. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. You went into the marriage, like almost like a blank slate where he was like, who am I? What do I like? What do I don't like? And then you discovered all of this stuff that helped you to understand who you are. Yes. And who he married was not that person. Wow. So for him, it's like, yeah, whoa, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, why are you all of a sudden you want to wake up at what time <laughs> to go to the gym? Like, we're not gym people, you know what I mean? And I'm like, we can get up at 4 a.m. and we can go to the gym and we can eat kale. Not just kidding, I've never been a kale person. <laughs> 
but it's almost like you're a new person. Right. And so I'm evolving into right. trying to figure out what I like, what yeah. I don't like, what's going to be the best for right. me, how can I grow? And he's just like, this is not what I signed up for. And so we didn't realize it, I don't think, I, I could say I didn't realize it at the time, but as we're sitting there and as the years passed, it was like, I'm not happy mm. with this. Right. We're not actually helping each other be the right. best like cuz who I'm becoming is actually further apart from who yes. you're becoming. Right. So it's like if we had met each other 5 years after we met right. each other and had done the work and been yes. those people, would you, those people have gotten together? Have Probably not, me. right. And so it's like but me at 20, yep. I didn't know. Right. You hate the world, I hate the world. <laughs> Let's be friends, right? <laughs> So now there's a healing going on. I don't hate the world anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm learning to love the world. And not the world, because we're still Christians. (laughs) (laughs) Just be clear, I'm still saved. Thank you. Although God so loved the world that he gave his only son. John 3.16. (laughs) So you love life and you love people yes right and you're you're in sinful world no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I fell in love with the journey of life yeah. and I can figure this out and I knew wow this is going to be one of those like road trips that's 17 yeah. hours and you make the first stop at the yeah. gas station like let's get some snacks because we're going <laughs> for a ride you know <laughs> fill her up get that gas tank but that's how I felt like I realized this is an entire journey that I'm about to go on wow. from five, six books. You know what I mean? Oh. Reading them, I was like, there's, the more I learned, the more I realized how much I didn't know. Yeah. And I was so ready to like run after yeah. whatever. I just want right. to run. I just want to go for it. Yeah. And he's over here like, you need to slow down. Wow. Like, what happened to our, we didn't really have a five-year plan. We didn't really have a plan at all. It just kind of <laughs> was like, yay, we're married. Like, let's just make sure we compare our bills. We'll do some fun stuff on the weekend. Like, I didn't feel like we had, like, a plan plan. It was one day we'll have kids. Yeah. One day we'll have a house. One right. day we'll do all these things. Right. But for me, it was like, I need to fix me. Right. I don't Because I didn't want to be, like, the angry mom. Yeah. That now I'm, like, taking it out on my kids. Right. Because I never dealt with my own right. baggage. Right. So I'm learning. I can deal with this now. Wow. And I wanted to change and I wanted to do all this stuff. And he was just more, I don't, I don't think it was so much that he didn't want to, but it was almost like he didn't have the revelation of like, why yeah. would we? Yeah. It's he not, hadn't, it's he not hadn't that bad. He hadn't gotten to that point yet. It, it, there's a, a Maxwell, John Maxwell saying that I can never remember fully, but it's something like people grow when they, they learn enough that they, they want to, they receive enough that they're able to, they hurt enough that they have to, mm. right? So you had gotten to a point where you were learning enough that you were actually wanting to. Right. And he hadn't gotten to any of those places. He probably wasn't learning, wasn't receiving for whatever reason, and wasn't hurting enough to go, I got to change, right. right? And so that, and I've, you know, I've never been married probably because it's way too much work and I, I don't think I don't think I could handle it but <laughs> um, but I for years have just through observation seen that that people who really don't grow together in some way Mm-mm. are eventually going to grow apart and obviously mm-hmm. you're not going to grow in the same ways right but you have to both be growing mm-hmm. right right and you were growing at like like Adriana speed, which it was is like a lot. light years, right? And he, his was probably a lot slower. Not light years. <laughs> it was just the opposite of that. It felt, yeah. And so, I'm, and at the time, I didn't know how to express it. Yeah. So it just was like, you're not doing enough, right? right? And then for him, it's like, you're doing too much, right? Yeah. So then we didn't know how to talk about it because, yeah. the, again, we didn't sign up for this. It just happens over time. And didn't have the tools. Didn't have the tools to know how to communicate, to know how right. to work through it. And so eventually it was like I felt stuck. I yeah. just was like, what do I do? I want to grow. I want to grow in my in my capacity at work. Yeah. I was working at my church at the time, and I right. was like, I want to be like uh, – 
I want to get to an executive role. Yeah. I want to be running this whole thing. Yeah. I want everyone to let's let's. I think I could be that leader. Absolutely. I'm not just bossy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I learned. There's a reason for my bossy. There, I'm bossy because I didn't have tools, but I'm like I'm learning the tools on how to work mm, with people, right. how to deal with people. People have told me my whole life, like, oh, you're not good with people because mm. I've said things which very is, harshly, which is not true. <laughs> Correct. You so are I, good with, but people. I didn't know that. So yeah. I'm learning like to love myself and like I can change. And now I'm starting to dream. I'm right. starting to think of the future. Yeah. I'm starting to do all these things that I never thought I could do. Right. And he's not in the dreams. Mm. There's no way. The version of him that I saw yeah. could not sustain no. the relationship with the person that I'm thinking that I want to become. Right. And so it was just like, I had to make a choice for me. Mm. I either settle yeah. and we stay married. We do the kids. Right. Home, well, so do let, all that. Can I interrupt and ask you? Yeah, go ahead. What would have happened had you done that? So for you, would you, because what were the problems that were coming out? Would, do you feel like you would have had to completely slow down or shut down your growing that you would have, it, it would have changed you in a negative way? What, what were the problems that were starting to appear that you said, this, this isn't going to work? Things, okay, so yes, I would have felt like I, if I would have settled, like if I would have said, you know what, I'm not going to grow as much, I won't read the books, I won't even put the knowledge in my brain, because if I don't know any better, then I can't do any better, mm-hmm. right? If I shut all that down, I know that I would have became super nagging wife. <laughs> so you would have been more frustrated. I would have been angry because mm-hmm. you didn't let me grow. Even if I made the choice, right. I'm choosing to settle because I know that this is the only way that our marriage is going to work. Right. I would have resented him. Hmm. And every day would have been like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, just right. attitude as soon as we wake up. Right. Which I can do that. Right. Very easily. Sure. I can for sure have an attitude sure. every second of every day. Well, and again, let me interrupt. The, you probably could have done that, and the Lord could have given you the grace to do that, where it could have come to a point where it would have been like, okay, this is what I got to do, but whatever, and maybe he'll right. give me a love for you and all that. But you would have fundamentally changed who you were, who you are. Right. You would not, you would not have been able to grow and reach your potential. And I know that sounds selfish. Right. But the reality was in that situation, you were going to deny fully yourself and your ability to grow to satisfy him and his lack of desire yeah. and willingness to grow. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I think that then I was like, well, that's also not fair to him. Right. Because now you have this wife who feels like she's doing you a favor hmm. every day. Right. By just not leaving, which is like, who wants that? Who right. wants to wake up every day and be like, I love you. And it's like, well, I stayed with you. So whatever. <laughs> like, that's not, you know, I, love you. I stayed with you. <laughs> yeah. I hope you do. Like, you know, and trust me, I can be super petty and especially me a couple years ago. <laughs> I told you I grew a lot, right? So she was not, she was not the best, but it was like being able to just process that. For, I mean, for months, wow. do I stay or do I go? What does going even look like? Right. Because then I'm like, all right, let's just say I'm like, you know what? No, I want to grow. I want to do better. And I know that he's not going to be able, he's, he was not going to be able to keep up yeah. just because I don't even know if I can keep up with how fast mm. I wanted to run. We're right, just going right. go for it. Right. And if I want it to be completely free, you got to cut off everyone else and mm. just go for it. And so I'm like, if I do that, I can't do that. Mm. I'm a Christian. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can't do that. Yes. Right. And it's just like, I mean, other Christians have done it, so maybe I can, but what does that look like? And I just, ultimately it boiled down to, Either path I choose is going to be very difficult. Yes. And I just have to decide which one I'm willing to endure. Yes. And my, it's just, it's hard either way. That's a great point. It's not like you're going to get out of the marriage and, oh, happy day. Everything's good. I'm never going to have to deal with problems again. No, it's it's different problems. There won't be any lingering effects. Right, right. Either way, it's going to be tough. And I ultimately made the decision to leave. Hmm. number one, because I knew that it was the only way that I could see if I could reach the potential for myself. Yeah. 
That's the first. First was for me, for sure, hundred percent. I was sure. being selfish. I want to see if I can be that sure. girl that I think I could be. Yeah. Let's go see if we can get there. Right. Number one. Number two. If I stay with him, I'm not bringing out the best in him, mm. and he deserves to have somebody that will bring mm. out the best in him. You shouldn't be with a person who makes you feel bad for being yourself, mm. which was my reason for being like, hey, I think I want to go because I don't, he wasn't making me feel bad like he was saying things to put me down. It would just make me feel bad when he would make comments about like, I just think you're running too fast. Mm. And my thought was like, I'm just tying my shoes. I didn't even start, <laughs> we didn't even get outside yet. Like what? And so that mindset was like, oh, you don't understand me. Mm. I'm just learning to understand myself. So I don't blame you for not knowing yeah. me because like, who knew me? I was hidden this whole time. Yeah. But I really was like, I don't want to do that to him. I don't, wanna, I don't want him to feel like she doesn't understand me. And now we have two people who don't understand each other trying to make each other be yeah. the opposite of what they really are. Right. All because when we were 20, right. we started dating and the church says, right. hey, this the is your person step, forever. The next step is to get married and then to stay married forever. And I was like... I don't think I want to do that. Because <laughs> re the reality is, I'm also like, let's think, let's just think logically for a mm. second. We're having problems on year two. Well, really year one, I was like, so what are we doing? Like, yeah. I was already like, where's, where's this going? Year two was when I first brought up like, I'm not really, this isn't really working for me. I'm not mm. really a huge fan of how this is going. Right. Year three was when it got, was when we actually ended up. Divorce. Um, yeah, separating and getting divorced. And so it was like, some people were like, well, the first three years are the hardest, and if you get past that, you're fine. Cool. Well, I didn't. <laughs> because here's why. I believe that if I would have stayed married, if I would have settled, or even if he would have been trying really hard, but he could have tried super hard and eventually burnt out. Yeah. And then now he's frustrated, and he gave right. everything he had, and I'm still not satisfied because it still right. wasn't enough for me, right? Like, so that's the fear. I'm never going to be enough for you. And then for me, it's like, I feel like I have to change who I am to be with you. Right. Like, so let's not stay together for another mm -mm. 10 years. And, and then at kind of see what happens. And then at 15 years, when we're both a little bit older, a little bit more gray, mm -hmm. then we'll break up and try to start over. Like, I don't want to start over later. Let's yeah. just do it now. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We tried. Well, and I think there's, there's a lot to, and every marriage is complicated. Every marriage has challenges, whether you get married young or old. But in your situation, it's very clear that yeah. you guys were young and had no idea. And, right. and at least for you, you really... You, you had no idea who you were and what you wanted and what you were capable of. I mean, right. you, you went in, it sounds like, just completely just unaware. I was just happy to move out. Yeah. And Get out of my parents' home and start a life. And then once you're living it, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And it's, there's, there's kind of this, this, this struggle in Christianity in particular because, you know, we believe uh, the, the, the church theology is that, you know, you don't have sex outside of marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's great when back in Bible times, people are coming to puberty at like, I don't know when, but they're getting married at like 13. Right. right? But nowadays puberty happens later mm -hmm. and teenagehood adolescence lasts until your twenties. Right. Men's brains are not fully developed until they're 25. So we're talking about, and hormones are starting, and so, and I'm, I, by no means am I saying, you know, you should, you know, have sex before marriage. That's not, that's only part of the problem. It's that we're not doing a good enough job of helping to prepare people yeah. for what marriage is. We're yeah. not helping them to understand puberty, hormones, sexual desires, and then understanding themselves and then right. how then do you approach marriage? And so it's like, well, I want to have sex, so let's get married. Or I want to move out of my parents' house, so let's get married. Right. And we've just so, which is very common of us as humans in the church, we focus on one thing yeah. as opposed to helping people understand yeah. the thing, right? And I've, I've met a lot of people now that are my age 30s or late 20s that are like never been married, never been engaged, mm -hmm. never been whatever. And I'm like, 
How? Yeah. Because the way that I grew, I mean, I, I also had friends who were married at 20. Yeah. And are or 19. Married? Not all of them. <laughs> there's, a, I, there's a handful of people who the church said. Yeah. Because either they were caught having sex and it was like, you got to fix it. So you need to get wow. married so yep. that you're yep. Yep. burning loins, you can make it appropriate <laughs> in the house of the Lord. No one cared about the fact that it was like, they shouldn't be together. Yeah. Like you're, you're young. not good together. It just yeah. was like, get yeah. married. Cause again, like you said, they folk, the focus was don't have sex. Right. And it was like, okay, cool. Well, you accomplished that. Cause now they're married and they hate each other and they're not having sex. <laughs> <laughs> Or that's all they're doing, but they don't talk to each other. There's no communication. They're terrible. So it's like years later now, yeah. I mean, there's there's a handful of friends that I have that are like all divorced. And I'm like, man, what is... Well, and thank goodness for you guys who were no kids. Because I, I yes, know that that yes. makes it a whole lot more complicated. Again, I in no way am I or are you, I think, saying that, you know, just do whatever you want. And it's, all, it's always no. okay to divorce or anything like that. But because when you have kids, way more complicated. Yep. But... Again, it, there's, there's, there are complexities to life that it's human nature for us to want to just boil down to simple do's and don'ts without truly understanding and understanding the Father's heart, God's heart for us. And right. again, I go back to that statement that, that God created marriage for us mm -hmm. as a benefit to us. Yeah. He didn't create us for marriage. Yeah. The institution of marriage is not more important than us as humans being made in the image of God, living out the calling and the purpose that he has for us. And yeah. so it's, can we, it's like we need to do a better job yeah. of talking about that, yeah. you know? I tell everyone, especially now, being in Bible school, first of all, Bible college, Young girls, they really want that ring by spring. They really do. Ring by spring, and it's like, they joke, but also... It's true. Their it's hair true. is done every time they're at chapel, like, hey, guys, how you guys doing? You know, it's just the reality. It's just like, because it's, it's... It's the expectation. It's the goal. Yeah. It's number one, because of like, we can have sex, and that's right. always like a big thing, especially if you're saving yourself, so yep. you're for sure like, one day... Absolutely. I will make it to that moment. <laughs> but it's also like... The fantasy sometimes of the way that we're, yeah. we're raised is yeah. like your role as a wife is right. so fulfilling. And it's like... As if that's all you were created yeah, for. Yeah, like you can be yourself too. Yeah, right. So it's like learning. I always try to tell the young ones, I'm like, first of all, do not get married until you're like 25. Yeah. And they're like, that's old. And I'm like, well, I'm 30. So <laughs> relax. <laughs> but I'm like, I was 24 and I still was too young. And I was wow. like, do the work first. Yes. Even if it's not by an age, right? Like it's maybe you're sure. 22 and you've done whatever sure. work, but figure out who you are. Right. Take all the freaking personality tests that you got to take. Right. Read the books. Right. Leaders are readers. Read the books. <laughs> do the work. Figure out who you are, what you like. I'm like, no one... Trust me, no one, I've never met anybody who waited a couple years to get married and regretted it. Right. But I for sure know all the people that got married That's at 20 right. and they were like, man, I wish I would have waited That's five right. more years. Now, dating for five years with that same person is like, eventually you're like, well, we've been dating. Like, yeah. are we going to get married? Are we not? Right. So sometimes it's like, you don't have to necessarily commit either. Yeah. Right. Date, date around. Right. Don't sleep around. <laughs> date around. Now, even that, I mean, I... You and I grew up differently, but there was there and still is today an idea about, you know, dating a lot of people. That oh, that's, we didn't date. I, right. That that's you not an okay married thing. married people. That was right. it. And, yeah. and so we've, we've put a, a, a negative on that. And right. so people feel like they've got to um, not date a lot of people yeah. not and and by dating a lot of people again it doesn't mean that you're you're even doing stuff with them not right. not even talking about sex go out and get uh, some dinner right go out get and to have know coffee person. and yeah. get to know them meet their family see who they really like but that is tab taboo well even that helped me learn more about me wow so i've went on dates and stuff after i got divorced and sure. i was like all right why do I like this person? Mm. What is it about him? Yeah. That it's like, you know, one guy. So I dated this guy who's a musician. Yeah. Saxophone player, trumpet player. Mm. He was really cute too. But yeah. I loved the musical side of him. Mm. And I was like, that's something that's important to me. Okay. I'm As a musician, a sure. singer, I find value in that. Sure. He wasn't so big into church. Okay. 
he believed in God. And I was sure. like, that's cool. But I also love church. <laughs> so, so I kind of need somebody. <laughs> like, So we didn't click on that. But I loved that musical side of him. Whatever. Right. Cool. Dated a different guy. Went, yeah. Just went on a date. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Just like, hey, yeah. let's meet up at whatever. And in talking to him, it's like his family was super into church and all that stuff and whatever. I mean, like he got the praying grandma. He got the all that. I was like, <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. Our grandmas will be best friends. You know, and it's really cool. Whatever. He wasn't a musician. Wow. So then I have to go home and just sure. ask myself, what, what are the things that I'm willing to right. like? What do I enjoy about? Like, That's right. do I need a Holy Ghost filled musician <laughs> who does everything I do? Like, there has to be levels of compromise. Absolutely. Right? But what are the things that are important? But dating yeah. helped me kind of sit back and say, okay, I don't like these conversations because they don't feel like they have substance, but mm. these ones feel really good because right. we're talking about whatever I have interest in and he had interest. So then it's like, I'm, it's helping me to narrow down mm. what I'm attracted to, what I'm not attracted to. And like, sometimes you just don't know until you Absolutely. get out there and try. You're like, until you know what? You I really see. don't like this. Well, until you see something that you do, something new that you've experienced. And so right. again, it's not, I certainly not recommending like, being a floozy as you're right. dating, but, but literally just having coffee with somebody right. and, or even in a group setting, but you're kind of there kind of dating or whatever, but you're getting to know people and you're right. finding out who it is that really helps me, who helps me be a, a, a better Christian, who helps me love God better, right. who helps me grow. And that that ultimately needs to be the thing, right? right? And we don't really know that sometimes. First, it comes knowing ourselves, but yep. but then also knowing people. And I believe if if me and my ex would have done that, yeah, both separately dated yep. different people, got to know people, yep. and with the intention of, hey, let's just get to know each yep. other, would have been way different. Well, and you probably wouldn't have gotten married. Right. It sounds like because right. you were two really, really different people that were really not compatible. It sounds like I don't know your right. ex, but there was probably <coughs> nothing drawing you to him other than the anger, and maybe he was funny, right? But those things no, he was hilarious. Those things will only last. <laughs> it's true. The, the laughters went away, and then it was like I heard that joke already. You know, <laughs> then when you're angry, you just start picking oh, little things that yeah. aren't, you know, whatever. So. Well, in coming to to the end of this podcast, you've already given a lot of really good advice. What would be, I guess, your closing thoughts on this? And I guess maybe reflect a little on the post-divorce. How hard was that? So not to, again, we don't want to glorify divorce. Um, I'm sure you felt freedom, but also what? Guilt? Oh, yeah. Shame? Yeah. People maybe ostracize you? I don't know. It depends. I mean, I, so I've I've had people in the dating field where you meet Christian men and it's like, hey, just so you know, like I'm divorced. I'll put it out there first thing because I yeah. know I literally had someone tell me, well, you can't do that. And I'm like, sir, I already did. <laughs> and he's like, well, the Bible says blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, looks like we're not going to be a match. It's okay. It's cool. You don't have to approve. I probably, I don't want to date you either, to be honest. But it's that, like, I never know how people are going to take it. Yeah. Some people are super cool about it, and they right. don't care. I went on a date with a guy once where it was like, so, like, why are you 30 and single? And it was like, oh, well, this was my whole story, and I gave yeah. him everything. And then he was like, oh, okay, here's my story. I was married for six years. Wow. And then we divorced. I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's like, it's not as uncommon yeah. nowadays. Sure. But I would say, uh, yeah, for sure there's, like, levels of guilt and stuff. No, I never felt guilt from God. Good. I never felt like the Lord was upset with me. Good. I think that he was like, both paths are going to be hard. Yeah. Whichever one you pick, I will be there with yeah, you. Right. And so that was comforting. I think uh, my family, surprisingly, was very supportive. I think Good. because they saw how... Unhappy? Yeah, I was just unhappy and, like, how much it affected me. They were like, we just want you back. We want the... Young, yeah. fun, whatever, Adriana, back. Yeah. So whatever that looks like. There was a lot of questions, and they still were like, well, did you try? Like, you know, like <laughs> Did you try this? Yeah, did and it's like, that? well, did you guys ever do this? And I'm just like, guys, <laughs> it's fine. Like, support me? No. Um, but even with that, it's, it changes perspective. Once yeah. you experience it, now it's kind of like, man, now we all have someone in the family that now we know is divorced, you know, <laughs> who still goes to church and still loves Jesus. Um, 
But even that, like the church not really having full resources and stuff, it's mm. like a lot of people don't know because they've never experienced it. Yeah. Or if they did, it was, like you said earlier, affairs or yep. really toxic situations right. where mine wasn't. And so I would say I've told people, because I've had people ask me like, how did you know that it was time for you? Because I've been thinking about leaving. And I was like, listen, I do not believe that divorce is God's best mm. at all. I think that there's many things that we do in life that we choose not to do God's best, right? right? In multiple areas. Right. God's, God's best is not for us to live off McDonald's. <laughs> that is not the Lord's best. Sorry, McDonald's. <laughs> it's, yes. Any, like, all yeah. of that process, would right, we right. know that it's bad for right. us physically, right. we will still eat it sometimes. Yeah. Some people. Some people live the kale life. Bless you. <laughs> praise the Lord, right? But so there's some people that it's like, you know better, you do better. Yeah. Other times we know better and we're like, well, it's not that big of a deal. So I feel like there's levels of choices that we make in life that are like, it's not God's best, but I know God's not going to leave me. Hmm. I'm going to choose it because I'm choosing it. I felt full peace when yeah. I got married. Yeah. I felt like I was making the best decision. Right. I, I mean, my family was, everybody was kind of like, it took a little bit because sure. they had to kind of get used sure. to him and whatever. But it was like, we worked it out. And it was yeah. like, this is going to be great. And then when I was like, oh, no, I don't think I want to do this anymore, I felt peace about leaving. Yeah. And for some people, that doesn't make any sense. And they're like, God doesn't change his mind. God, I don't know if God changes his mind, to be yeah. honest. I don't actually know. All I know is that I felt peace going in. Yeah. I felt peace leaving. Wow. Who I am today is way, I would have not be the same person if I didn't get married, for right. sure, because he mm. brought out so many different things about me. Wow. So I can't say that it was God's perfect will for me to get married and get divorced. There were, but there was positive in it. Yes. And that, that's a powerful thought. So again, we're, we harp on the, the, even in Malachi, it says God hates divorce, God hates divorce. And that's, that's the phrase that gets repeated. And yeah. yet we see that in this, that, that there was positive, there was good that right. came out of it that, that helped you to grow as a person. Right. And God, God hates divorce. God hates the breaking of any covenant. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. How many times you promise God, I'll never do it again, Lord, if you get me out of this situation. How many times we make like verbal covenants with yeah. the Lord and we break them all the time. Right. Not saying that it's okay. Right. But to just shove divorce in people's faces right. as like the ultimate unforgiveness, like it's yeah. your entire life yes. based on one decision. Right. So yes, I would say do the work beforehand. Yes. If you're already married and you're struggling or whatever, try doing the work now. Don't I wouldn't say just use divorce as the quick no. option. No. Like for me it was years. Yeah. Now I wasn't trying to get divorced for years, right. but I was processing it for right. years. Right. And so the idea of like I don't I've tried this. I've tried, right. I've tried, I've tried, right. and I'm exhausted. And so right. Ultimately, you make your decisions, and right. you got to live with whatever the consequences are, right. both sides. Well, and I, there are, again, coming back to kind of the idea that we've only allowed for uh, affairs to be the reason to divorce. There are some, and I think we're, we are really understanding more and more how unhealthy people are, how toxic certain people are, how... Mm -hmm abusive there may be a you know a spouse who is verbally abusive or emotionally abusive that word narcissist is is now in vogue but it's a real thing and there are real people even christians yeah who have just really have no awareness of their own abuse towards others and so to to command that people stay in abusive situations um, because of this rigid idea is not understanding the full picture, the full person, and we have to look at, and every situation is different, but uh, God wants us to be in, in situations where we can grow, and we can grow in, in situations that are, that are harmful to us if we have no other option. If we are a slave somewhere, if we are... Um, you know, in prison or whatever it might be, and we have no choice, then God, yes, absolutely can grow us in those situations. But 
there are situations in which people may need to get out of those and the only option is divorce. And again, I know, I know people will disagree with that and that's okay. Um, and you can feel free to contact me, especially Adriana. I'll give you her cell phone number and her email. Honestly, and <laughs> let's chat. Cause but, I already did it guys. <laughs> it already happened. But it's worth talking about. So at the very least reflecting on these ideas and uh, again, it's not, it's not a quick fix. It's not meant to be something that you casually do, but also thinking about, did I casually enter that relationship to begin with? Why did I get married? And yes, God can redeem marriages and redeem people, but both people have to want it. Right. And I, I, I agree. And I think that was a situation for you, especially where it really wasn't both people really, really, really wanting to make the changes needed to grow. So thanks for joining me again. I'm going to have you back. Like I, we, we've already discussed, I'll just be like, the co-host. you should just be the co-host. Um, <laughs> for sure. We'll have you back, but, uh, thanks for listening. And I, I really hope that you find some value in this and uh, as well as humor. Um, but it uh, challenging us in our, in our approach to theology and other things. And thanks for listening. This was episode 40 of the Nefesh podcast, and we will talk to you next time.